This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com. By claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition, you're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to realtor.com forward slash profile. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first-time homebuyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today, he is no stranger to the Ohio Realtors world. He has joined us on many occasions at many different events. Um, I would like to welcome back to Ohio Realtors, but first time on The Real View Podcast, Rob Hahn. He is the founder and managing partner of 7DS Associates. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you. And what a pleasure to be on. When did you guys start RealView? This is such a great idea. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, We started at the very end of 2020. I think it was right before the new year. Oh, right on. So two and a half-ish going on three years. Right on. Yeah. And it's right it's on. been fun. It's been, it's been great. And I, I hope, I think people enjoy it. So, uh, <laughs> but having guests like you join me just makes it that much better. So I appreciate you coming on. No, hey, look, the way I look at it, we live in a podcast world now, right? Where Joe Rogan is probably the most important journalist in the country. So I'm so glad to see institutions like Ohio Realtors doing your own podcast and, you know, kind of getting the getting the message out there. So great. What a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate it. appreciate it. And um, you're coming on today to give us a little preview, a little insight yep. um, into what you are going to be talking about at the upcoming Broker Summit that's going to be coming around the corner here really quickly. And we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to preview. We do. We're not going to give it all away because we want this to encourage, you know, our members and our listeners to join us at this Broker Summit. But we are going to, we're going to hear a little bit, a little bit about what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So I think... You know, and and I'm sort of known for this, right? You know, I'd like to say that, uh, and Ohio Realtors has been incredibly courageous in inviting me over and over and over again, because uh, I'd like to say that I'm the only, so I'm the best because I'm the only demotivational speaker in real estate. (laughs) (laughs) Because I like to point out some things that we just don't talk about very much, right? You know, as you know, look, real estate industry, we tend to we tend to emphasize the positive. We tend to emphasize the hustle, the go get them, you know, because it's like sort of the nature of a sales oriented job. And I totally get that. And I respect the hell out of it. But one of the negatives of it is that we sometimes overlook serious problems that are kind of lurking out there. And we don't want to talk about them openly. But in this case, I think the issues are so serious, so dire, especially for brokers that you guys made the wise decision to have me come and sort of talk about it. Specifically, we're going to talk about the commission lawsuits. And who knows by the time I'm out there speaking, what else could have changed? Because, you know, the the settlement, the religious settlement just, 
you know, got re- like they started talk about that this week. Mm-hmm. So these things are changing very, very fast. But I do think that we're not talking about some of the very serious implications of what this means specifically for brokers. So let me give a kind of a high level overview of what I'm going to address. At this point, I think it's safe to say that most people in real estate are starting to become aware that these lawsuits are happening. And these lawsuits are essentially alleging that cooperation and compensation, right, the, the practice of the seller paying the commission to the listing broker and the listing broker sharing that with the buyer broker, right, that that practice is anti-competitive and is a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. And what I think for the last three years, what agents and brokers have been arguing about is like whether that's right or wrong. And I'm like, look, none of us are lawyers. Like you're making policy arguments. It almost doesn't matter what we think about it. What matters is what the jury and what the judge is going to say matters, right? So to some extent, I feel like the last three years have been spent, I'll say a little bit less than productive where agents talk about, you know, how could this possibly be? Because, you know, I have a contract with the seller. I'm like, look, I get it. I totally get it. But fact is, unless you are one of the lawyers arguing in front of the court, it like our opinions around that, doesn't matter. More recently, I think as these lawsuits continue not going away, right? And they are keeps losing motions to dismiss, summary judgment motions. And now the trial is like right in front of our face. In fact, I think by the time I come out and speak, the trial will either already have started or it's like the week before trial. I think more and more people are starting to realize, oh, we got to start preparing and start thinking about how to deal with things if there's major changes to cooperation compensation. So most of the conversation now is talking about, as an agent, how do you get convince a buyer to pay you? How do you get agents to do exclusive buyer agency agreements? What should the best practices be for doing that? And I'm like, look, those are all wonderful topics. I'll probably address those as well. But the thing that we're not talking about is, as I like to say, those are tomorrow's problems. Mm-hmm. How to get buyers to pay your agents is tomorrow's problem. Today's problem, if you're a broker, is are you going to be around where that's going to matter to you? Because the thing we don't talk about is the scale of damages involved in these cases. So when Realogy settled for $83 million, they got away super cheap because what they said was their exposure just in the state of Missouri was $6.5 billion. So... You know, I'm looking at this like, look, uh, every one of these cases, what most people ignore is the fact that just because you are not named as a defendant does not mean you're out of the woods. Because just about every broker in Missouri has been identified as what's called a co-conspirator, which means that you can be brought into this lawsuit at any time. You can be brought in after the fact. And this is like just stemming from that, the decisions that brokers have to make today are not the decisions that they're dealing with. So that's going to be my presentation. And we're going to go through some pretty dark stuff, you know, some really like, oh my God, how come I've never knew about this stuff? But at the same time, I feel like you should, like it's you're better to know and then think about how do you prepare for this versus not knowing and then being completely surprised. That's my goal for for coming. That's been my message for the last three years. And uh, I guess I'm glad that we're finally getting the chance to to really surface some of these things. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, as you mentioned before, you you have such a unique take, you know, on this situation. You're not going to come in there and say like, oh, it's all going to be fine and it's going to be great and it's going to be, no. <laughs> you know, this is serious. You know, we're in a very serious situation. These allegations are very serious in the impact that it can have to potentially, you know, change our world, you know, yeah. forever is very serious. And there's a high, you know, a high chance that it is going to change in some capacity. And, yeah. you know, we don't know what the outcome of these cases are. As you mentioned, you know, the settlement did just happen. You know, we don't know if we could see something like that happening with us or not. As you mentioned, we are going to be going to trial if by the time this episode airs, you know, we're not already starting trial. There's so much up in the air. And I think, you know, we would be mistaken if we didn't start planning for this and, and what That's it right. could potentially mean. Do you think that people have been taking this like too lightly that there's been kind of like, oh yeah, there's these lawsuits and like, but it's going to be fine. Like, like what is your opinion? How are people kind of reacting to this? And are we just now hitting like this moment where we're like, oh no, this is really you know, stuff's about to go down. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. And part of it is, and one of the major kudos I have to give to Ohio Realtors is I have to tell you, there's been almost this sort of concerted effort on the part of realtors, starting from NAR and then that being pushed down through the state and local ranks to, quote, not panic the troops, mm. right? So NAR's messaging from day one has always been, we're, we're right on the facts, we're right on the law, we're going to win, right? So naturally then, as realtor organizations just go, well, you know, NAR's won every other lawsuit, right? Like, they're, they're going to win. Like, let's not worry about it. So I think that's been the mindset for a good two years, at least, right? I think that started to change a little bit when NAR kept losing. Mm. And they lost the motion to dismiss. They lost the summary judgment motion. They lost the class certification motion. So with every defeat, it's like more and more people are like, um, we might lose. You know, up until now, I didn't need to pay attention to this because NAR is very powerful. They have very good lawyers. They're going to win. With every step, it's like, mm, maybe they're not going to win. Oh, maybe they're not going to win. So one of the things I found interesting, especially this year, is more realtor organizations and MLSs are starting to ask me to come speak to them and speak to their brokers. And I don't know why that would be seen as a controversial thing or why that would be seen as a negative, right? But it is something that I've noticed. And I've been... I've been sort of, you know, agitating for a while. Hey, NAR, hey, realtor associations. I'm not saying you need to go and talk, like do this at your main like annual convention and freak out your agents. Because one of the things that one of the really important takeaways here, the agents are not going to get sued. There's no scenario where the agent is going to have to pay some fine or pay some damages. Right? There's no scenario. Agents are not going to have problems. Brokers, MLSs, realtor associations, franchisors, y'all got problems, mm -hmm. right? And this is something that is not surfaced enough. Yeah. So I think it's it's good timing, you know. And here's the thing, frankly, Ohio realtors specifically have invited me in the past where I would talk about these lawsuits in front of more people. So I feel like hopefully the broker audience that will be at Broker Summit is a little bit more educated than places where they really have done this, like, everything's going to be fine. You know, don't worry about it. Go back to selling houses. Everything's going to be fine. But that's been one of the things. And I think finally this year, with a trial like six weeks or nine weeks out, I think more and more the industry is starting to realize, oh, we better pay attention to this. Yeah, 100%.
Yeah. And you're right. This this probably isn't going to be the first time that, you know, our attendees at this conference yep. or even our listeners, you know, are hearing about this. But I think, yep. you know, as we as we were talking about, this is the first time that this the real seriousness of this is sinking in and the real like, hey, we can't put it off anymore, that everything is right. going to be OK. You know, because because we really don't know we're to this point now when, you know, this could have a real, real major impact on the way that we do our work moving forward. And I think, you know, we're having this conversation at a great time because all of our attendees, all of our members need to be up to speed on this. They need to, you know, know what it means for them and their business. And as you mentioned, how to plan forward and and what that that future is going to look like. So I think we're really, you know, at a really good time to be having these these conversations for sure. Listen, I mean, like I said, I don't want to give away the whole presentation. It's an hour-long conversation with, you know, potentially Q&A afterwards. But I will say this, if you are listening to this podcast, and again, I don't know exactly when this will air, and you are a brokerage owner, you should be calling your ENO insurance company right now and asking them about antitrust coverage. Because you, you have never thought about this until now. Chances are your insurance will not cover the cost of defense for antitrust claims, meaning they will not pay for the lawyers to defend you if you get sued as a brokerage. I can almost 100% guarantee the insurance will not cover damages. So just there's some real consequences out of that. So all I can say is at a minimum, you should be calling your insurance company and asking them those questions. 100%. 100%. Step one, right? Like, get, Step one. Get your, get your insurance on the phone and, and talk to them about, you know, the coverage that you have and what that's going to look like. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And the question, hey, hey, so if I get sued, like a very similar thing like that's happening with Sitzer and Merle, what's my coverage? It's shocking to me how few brokerage owners know that. Wow. Yeah. Right. Shocking. And so this is one of the reasons why I'm like, hey, you need to call some people. There's some things you need to do right now. And I think this is just like the flavor of the topics I have to cover. And it's not because I want to cover it. It's because we have to cover it. Yeah. Right. As a brokerage owner. Yeah. Yeah. This is happening. It's it's a matter of life and death. It's survival. Like it's it's really that important. Yeah, this is happening now. You know, we need to we need to get ready. We need to be active with this. It's not not a passive. We'll see what happens situation before. It's a no. This is real and, and it's happening right now. This episode of the Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. If you had like a gut feeling on on where you think that this, you know, where this is going to head, you know, the outcome of these cases, you know, we all don't have a crystal ball. We all don't know, as you mentioned, how the jury is going to, you know, react and respond to these cases. But from your perspective and your expertise and, and you know, people you've talked to and, you know, yeah. being so involved in the industry, what are you hearing and what are you seeing? What are you thinking as far as what, you know, some of these outcomes are going to look like? What, are, what do you think the most the most likely outcome is going to be? I think the most likely outcome is that in the Sitzer case, 
the NAR and at least at least three corporate defendants are going to lose. And we're going to lose that case, at least at trial. The question is whether we could win at the appellate level. So that's the expectation. Problem is, there are some real issues that come up long before the resolution. This is the other problem, right? So NAR has been sending out this message consistently. Hey, don't worry about it. It's going to take years to resolve because look, even if we, whoever wins, whoever loses at the trial level, they're going to appeal it and then we'll get a stay and the appellate process three to five years long. And if we lose there, we're going to appeal to the Supreme Court. You know, like, so everyone's like, we got time. Don't worry about it. I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that that's the case because as a, just a simple matter, and I don't recall offhand how many markets in Ohio are part of the Murrow lawsuits. I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's like Cleveland, maybe in Cincinnati. I think that's it. Yeah, there's at least a couple. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's it. Mm -hmm. So let's just say that Columbus, for example, is not a Murrow market. What that means is if I'm just some ambulance chasing lawyer in Columbus, I can bring my own lawsuit against Columbus, against a local realtor association, and I don't know, the 10 largest brokers in Columbus. So everyone is kind of going to be left vulnerable by this. And here's the thing, that lawsuit can be filed tomorrow mm. because all those plaintiffs' lawyers know really it's just settled for $84 million. Hmm, I wonder what the local large broker would settle for. Yeah, because we've all been doing things in the similar way that no one's of really, course. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. No one's really immune to this. Of course. And nobody, no one is talking about this. And like I said, too many brokers are sort of just watching this passively like, Oh, wow, look at that. You know, really, you just paid this much money. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, I better go make some policy changes around uh, exclusive buyer agency agreement. I'm like, what if you get sued next week because some ambulance chaser in your town saw the settlement with uh, Realogy and said, hey, there's some easy money to be made here. What are you going to do? So hopefully because of this podcast, hopefully at the presentation, we're going to go through what are you going to do? and you know, maybe there's some things that you could be doing and should be thinking about right now. Yeah. That has nothing, literally nothing to do with exclusive buyer agents agreements. Cause that's not the point. Yeah. That's not the point. Yeah. Not for brokers. Yeah, definitely. And that was kind of going to be, you know, my other question too, on the timing of this all and kind of like what that looks like. And, you know, as you mentioned, we have heard, you know, this can take years and we all know, you know, legal proceedings can, you know, take a while and they can be very drawn out processes. It could. But you know, how quickly, if if we do end up losing in, in a situation like this, how quickly, you know, are we going to be expected to turn around and, and change the way that we've been doing business? I mean, from what, you know, you've been saying, it sounds like we need to be prepared that if this happens, you know, in the way that it does, you know, end up with us losing the case, that we need to be prepared to turn on a very quick notice. Yeah, because literally by like November, there could be a nationwide injunction against commission sharing. Now what? Now what? Yeah. I mean, we're thinking like this is not that far down the road. <laughs> no, this is not far down the road. And, you know, I think one of the issues is if you had been starting to prepare back in 2019 when these lawsuits were first filed, it's not clear that, it would, you know, there's a whole lot you could have done. But better late than never is almost how I see it. You know, me personally, like I have some friends who are big time, like national company owners, and they've been preparing for this for two years. They've been making a contingency plan for two years. It doesn't mean they're going to be safe. doesn't mean anything, but it does mean 
at a minimum, you should start thinking about it today. Mm-hmm. And again, to me, I'm not trying to panic anybody. I'm really not. Right? I'm, I'm not trying to be like, we're definitely like the skies. Like, no, it's just like maybe two, three years ago, I remember this was at Ohio. I remember coming and talking about, hey, just as an industry, we might want to embrace a little bit more of the prepper mindset. Like, you should have three weeks of water. You should have three months of food. You know, you should have extra fuel. It just, you know, like, and you're not doing that because you want something bad to happen. Right. <laughs> saying, I, I want hurricane to hit and then I have to drink the stored water. That's not what's going on. What's going on is I'm going to prepare just in case, just in case. So again, I feel like the audience in Ohio is going to be a little bit more prepared, hopefully, than other states, simply because I've I've spoken there more often. Mm-hmm. But if not, look, the best time to prep is before a hurricane hits. Yeah. Right. That could have been two years ago or it could have been two days. Right. But, you know, you don't want to be out there trying to get generators, you know, when the hurricane is on top of you. Yeah. So that's sort of the mindset. That's sort of the spirit that I think I want to bring to this. Yeah. And we're not like you mentioned, you know, we're not trying to scare anybody, you no. know, but but I think there is, you know, it's wise to be aware of this and be planning for this right. and be thinking about, you know, the future and what this is right. going to look like. Because, you know, I think regardless of what happens, you know, with these cases that, you know, our industry is going to change and it's going to be different. And, you know, it might be for the better and it might be for the worse. And we're going to, you know, see as, as things play out. But I think, you know, no matter what, the change is inevitable and we need to be ready for it and we need to embrace it and know how to function through it because it is here and it's going to happen and it's going to change. What do you think the biggest changes that are going to come out of this are? I mean, I know we don't, we're not going to know yet, but what does our future look like? I mean, are we still going to be in a good place? I know things are going to be a little bit different, but what are, what are you thinking? I'm thinking there's a really decent chance that residential real estate looks a whole lot like commercial real estate. Mm. And there's a really decent chance of that if all of the things kind of play out the way they might. So, I mean, I, I guess the my main purpose behind, my main message, if you will, is we're going to adapt. Real estate is very adaptable. Agents especially are very quick to adapt. Like when COVID happened and people were freaking out, like within two months, I know <laughs> agents are setting up virtual tours on their cameras and drones. Like they're they're very creative. They're they're gonna adapt. So we're gonna adapt. We'll we'll get past this. People are still gonna buy and sell houses. We're not the way I like to say is look, we don't work. We're we work in real estate. We work in housing. We don't work for like luxury goods or NFTs, you know, where people don't need like, oh my God, uh, there's all this change. So I'm going to stop buying. Like, no, you're going to buy houses. You're going to sell houses. You're going to rent places. It's going to like, that is not going to change. We will adapt. My thing though is the adaptation is way easier if you have done some thinking about it, (laughs) have prepared a little bit. So yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's great that brokers are thinking about things like exclusive buyer agency agreements. How am I going to train my agents to prove their value? It's great that you're thinking about it. You don't have to implement it today. Think about it. My point, though, is there's some other changes coming, other in potential impact. At a minimum, you got you to gotta do some research and think about it. Like I said earlier, at a minimum, you need to call your insurance company and find out what kind of coverage you have. Because chances are you don't have any. And I think broke, like it would be way better to know that now as opposed to getting sued by a lawyer 
and then calling your insurance company and be like, okay, so I just got sued. I need you to cover me. And the insurance company goes, yeah, we don't, we don't cover that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're way better off knowing now. So that's, that's the overall, the, the changes though could be, Allison, I mean, we're talking existential threat. I mean, this could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Like come 2025, we might all be like, oh my God, remember what residential real estate used to be like in 2023? I mean, it's, it's that serious. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be crazy, crazy to watch this all play out and, and see what happens. What's the how often should we be keeping up and checking in on this? And what are how do you get all your information on this and attending yeah. your session up and yeah, coming yeah, yeah. is going to yeah. be one of the ways, you know, that we can um, stay up to date on the latest, yeah. you know, going on with this. But what do you recommend as far as just getting our I mean, there's so much out there, right? So much out there. <laughs> Where should we go to get the best information on this? And how often should we kind of be checking in and, and keeping track of this? Right. So I think my answer to that depends on your role in the industry. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean. If you're an agent, you don't need to, like, just don't, you know, go go serve your clients. If you're a broker manager, like you manage a local office, maybe, you know, just, just be aware of it, do a little bit of prepping. But if you're like the broker owner, it's your company, I can't think of anything more important for you to focus on than this. So yeah, you probably want to stay very much on top of it. You probably want to start talking to your attorneys on a regular basis and be like, hey, man, I need you to go follow these cases and give me updates. Obviously, like I'm out there talking about all the time. You know, I I have a sub stack, you know, I have a blog, essentially. I talk about this stuff all the time. Others in the industry are talking about it. Maybe it's not a bad idea to sort of put together like a weekly feed of like, you know, here's all the news about the latest from the lawsuits. I don't know that, look, I I think it would be a phenomenal service personally for like Ohio realtors to do this and send out like regular updates, you know, here's the latest, here's the latest. The challenge there is you may be going against what NAR's narrative to date has been. So that's a whole separate conversation that maybe I could have with y'all when I'm there in person. That might be a real service, right? Just like the latest without, without the cheerleading, without the happy talk, you know, I feel like the brokerage owners and the leaders actually deserve the truth, the whole truth, even if it's ugly, even if it's bad. Because if you just keep feeding them like, rah, don't worry about it, we're going to win, and they don't prepare, that's probably a worse disservice in my mind. Yeah. So that's how I take, think about it. I think if you're a brokerage owner, you're in leadership, you probably want to pay attention to this like very closely. If you're not really in leadership, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. If you're an agent... This is probably not something you have to seriously worry about. Your broker will tell you, hey, we need you to do these things. Just go do what you're good at, right? You service cons- you know, consumers, help them buy and sell houses. If you're management, then you just need to follow the direction of senior leadership. That's how I look at it. But this, for if you're a senior leader, you absolutely have to pay attention to this and be on top of it. Yep, definitely. As you mentioned, you know, can't imagine what else there is to focus on right now other than this. I mean, this has got to be number one. This is literally going to change our world. (laughs) I think so. I think so. Like I said, this is a matter of survival, right? Because again, even as Ohio realtors, if you guys are brought into some lawsuit for six billion in damages, what are you going to do? You know? And so there's hopefully like some of your board members are listening to this podcast today. Y'all should probably have a meeting about that. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just a suggestion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, no. Now's, now's the time. You know, now's, now's the time. time. <laughs> yeah. Like three years ago was the time, but yeah. now's better than 
too late. But now is really, really the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's kind of what they say about trees. Like the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best is now. Yeah. <laughs> AKA get on it. Get on it. So let's uh, get these conversations in, happening in these in these plans in place. So what else What else are we going to get to here? I know we talked a lot, you know, about the, the basis of your presentation. Anything else that we can expect to be hearing from you in a couple weeks? You know, I don't have enough time for this one. Like I think I only have an hour and I feel like I have to cover this important topic. So unfortunately, like normally, like with previous, especially with like the larger convention itself, I like to try and mix up, like here's some tech stuff that's coming. Here's some market trends, you know, but here's demographics. I like to talk about, you know, interesting topics. I think this one, unfortunately, because number one is the broker summit and the message needs to go to brokers. So I'm going to really focus on this. And then we'll sort of talk about some ideas and from a preparation standpoint. Yeah, it's going to be really great. I yeah. mean, this is going to be a, a can't miss session. I know I'm going to be there. I can't wait to hear, you know, all of the knowledge that you're going to share with us in, in ways to be prepared. You know, we we can't urge this enough that you need to make this a priority and you need to be working on this every day to, to plan for what's ahead. Yeah. So it's going it's gonna to go gonna down. Go, and, and, it's going to go here's down. The thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to have people tell me, no, you're overthinking this, that you're overreacting. That's awesome. That's really awesome because to me, a great outcome is you over-prepare and nothing happens. Yes. Great. Yes. <laughs> you know, great. The worst possible outcome is you're unprepared and the worst possible outcome happens and you are literally out of business. Yep. Like, let's try and prevent that. Yeah, we don't want any of our members being in that situation. That's for sure. Correct. You don't want any of your members being surprised. You don't want to be entertained. What do you mean? I just got sued and what? <laughs> like, you don't want that. You want them to, oh, crap, like this is coming. Oh, it's happened. All right. Pull out the contingency plan. What do we do now? Yep. Like, that's what you want. Yep. I'm ready for it. Yep. Yeah. That's where we're going to try to place you guys. That's right. With all of this. So make sure to attend our broker summit. Make sure to attend Rob's session. He's kicking us off, I believe, right on Monday morning. I think I am. Yeah. So what a what a great way to, to kick us off with the most important thing, you know, that we are all going to be thinking about. So we'll see you there, Rob, in a few weeks. See you then. Yes. Can't wait. And looking forward to it. Yes. Thanks so much for joining me. And um, we'll see you soon. And to all of our listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.